is up everybody welcome back to the blessed and highly favored podcast i am your host merlin tonofau and i am so excited to be here to be back y'all i am in utter awe of god and i am in complete shock with all the love and support that i've gotten after I had released the first episode and so I just want to give a quick shout out to everybody who supported me after the first episode who showed me love and gave me feedback I deeply appreciate each and every one of you guys it's just been so crazy within this past week like it's just been so surreal for me and before I even released the first episode um I prayed over it I do make it a thing where I pray over every episode before I release it and my main prayer is that I ask God I say Lord use this podcast to reach the multitude whatever the multitude looks like I said reach the multitude and he is such a faithful God and and another one of my prayers also is that he brings this podcast across whomever it is he knows is in need of it and like I said he is such a faithful God because I had y'all I had people reaching out to me that I didn't even know and I had people that I went to school with like a long time ago reach out to me and they were sharing their testimonies with me, a part of their testimony and they were sharing with me how the podcast had helped them in some way and it was just such a heartwarming thing for me to see and it's it was something that really moved me because this is exactly what I prayed for y'all like God really allows me to walk in answered prayers and so I'm so grateful to God and I give him all my glory because truly if it wasn't for him I would not be here and I'm so very thankful to all of you guys again God is just so good he's just so good y'all honestly I wish I could show you guys my prayer board because I truly like when I say that I'm walking in answered prayers I there is no lie behind it I wish I could show you guys my prayer board I'll probably post it on my social media on like Instagram or something some other time but let's go ahead and jump into this second episode y'all so like I said this past week it's been super surreal for me and I've been feeling super blessed but simultaneously I had gotten convicted okay so after I dropped the first episode you know I ran into a little speed bump, if you will, and um, <laughs> so one of the days within these past within this past week, I remember I had gotten into this posture of frustration, and um, I was really irritated, and I began to cry. I got so worked up that I started crying, and I started crying out to God, and I was praying, and. This was in regards to the promises that God had spoken over my life. And um, before we jump and we dive deep into this, I just want to talk to my family real quick. My family that's listening. Love y'all because half of my listeners are my family. Um, I just want to tell y'all. You know what I mean? I know that there's going to be some things on this podcast that I've never talked to you guys about, but I'm mentioning it now simply because I truly do believe that it'll help somebody and 
you know, I truly do believe that my transparency and my own testimonies will, you know, encourage somebody or give somebody strength. And that's what we're here for. Okay. So anyway, jumping back into my story, I got into this place of frustration and it was because of the promises that God had given me. And the main thing was a promise in regards to my love life as well. Now, let me, (laughs) let's put another pause on this. If y'all know me personally, then you guys know that my quote unquote love life, I never talk about this to anybody. I barely talk about it with my best friends. I for surely do not talk about it with my family. And not only like, I think it's, it's also because like, you know, growing up in a small household, if you know, you know how that goes. But also, I've never really felt the need to really shed much light on that and talk to other people about that. Simply because I was really like growing up. I'm 19, y'all. Growing up, I never really had interest in relationships. Like, of course, you know, as a girl, we go through like this boy phase, I guess you can say, but for me personally it relationships never really had my focus too much like if it ever did it was always for a short amount of time but it never really lasted like I don't know what it was for me but relationships I wasn't I just was never really worried about it that much and you know as I got older and as I started getting closer to God I was able like you know very fortunately at an early age to realize that God has so much more in store for me. So, you know, and I know for a fact that in my years of like, in my teenage years in high school, I know for a fact that God is not going to sit here and send me my husband. Like, I don't no, I don't think so. I think there's a lot of development that I needed. I'm pretty sure. And um, so just knowing that God had so much more in store for me and, you know, there was work that needed to be done before God, you know, calls me to be a wife. I just never settled. Like I never settled for anything less because I already experienced, you know, at some point in my life, I had already experienced the goodness of God. So I'm like, if walking with God and abiding with God is this great, why would I sit here and settle for less when I already tasted and seen and experienced what it's like when you wait on God and so when it came to relationships like I said it just wasn't it was never a main focus for me so back to the story like I said the main promise was over my love life right and also had to do with my family and just a whole bunch of other promises that God has given me and I remember that night I was just so frustrated because what I had done was I looked at the promise that God gave me and then I looked at my life and my situation now and let me be let me tell y'all those two they did not look close at all they didn't look anywhere near each other like my life now versus the promises that God spoke and gave to me they did not correlate they did not look like my life just didn't look like the promises was were gonna come forth and I was comparing the two. And when Jesus says that comparison is the thief of joy, he is not a man that shall lie because comparison surely is the thief of joy. So I just want to tell y'all now, do not compare your life 
to the promises that God gave you, it is the worst combination that you can do. Just be patient, be still, and know that he will bring it forth in his perfect timing. But anyway, so I had gotten into this frustration and I was crying and I was like really, really like deeply, I deeply felt these emotions and so much so to the point where there started to conjure up unbelief within me, unbelief that God would be faithful to his promises, unbelief that it'll even happen. That's how much I was so worked up and I don't know about y'all, but I can become very dramatic sometimes and I'm so grateful that God knows this and he knows how to deal with me accordingly, but it truly did start to conjure up some unbelief and let me tell y'all, I am not a perfect Christian. I'm not a perfect human. I fall short every day and you know, I, I believe in God fully. I believe in his word fully. I truly do, but I do also believe that sometimes you know, as a Christian, when we're walking with God, I believe that sometimes we can get to these moments in our walks where we don't believe God will do it. We don't believe God will pull through. And God had to quickly check me on this. He had to tighten me up quick, y'all. And so I remember after that little moment of frustration, well, it wasn't a little moment, it was a big moment, but after that moment of frustration, I had gotten into his presence the next day and I heard it so clearly, y'all, as I was, you know, doing my studying of the Bible, I heard God speak loud and clear and God told me, he said, either you believe me or you don't and the conviction that hit me after that was crazy y'all immediately I felt like I tightened up I was like you're right like there was no back talk it was real quiet on my end I was like you know what Lord you're right and sometimes God just needs us God just needs to check us real quick he just needs to slap us slap us upside our head and, and just like girl tighten up and so he brought this to me and he he spoke this to me in the book of Acts. And I remember, I think I, yeah, I think I told you guys in the first episode how I was currently studying the book of Acts. And so in the book of Acts, there was this group of believers, right? And they were on one accord, one mind, all that. That's what it says in the scriptures. And they had this system going where, you know, everybody's needs was taken care of and nobody felt like, you know, less than or more than because of this system, right? And so this system was that everybody that was a part of this group, what they did was they sold their houses and they sold their property and they would bring those proceeds to the apostles and the apostles would, you know, handle those proceeds accordingly and divide it accordingly, making sure that nobody was in need, right? So everybody was doing perfectly fine because of this good and upbringing system. But then it goes on and it talks about and introduces this man named Ananias. Now, Ananias did what everybody did. You know, he sold his house, his property. Instead of giving all of his profits to the apostles, he had held back a portion of that profit. And in the Bible, it talks about how when he went before the apostles, Peter immediately knew what he had done. And Peter confronted him and he said, why have you allowed Satan to deceive you, right? And after that confrontation, Ananias drops dead and he loses his life. And so 
I was trying to continue to read. Um, I was trying to continue to read on forward, right? But something just was making me sit there. Something was making me stuck. Like I couldn't keep reading. I kept coming back because it, it just, I don't know. I don't know. Has that ever happened to y'all when you guys read the Bible? Like you just can't get past a certain part. So when for me, when I get to those parts in the Bible where I just, I feel like I can't move forward. I need to keep rereading it. I use that as an opportunity to dive deeper into the Bible. And so I go back and I reread the scriptures over and over and over again, trying to figure out why I can't move, move past this per, this certain part. Gosh, I'm so sorry for the stuttering, y'all. But anyhow, I was trying to figure out why I couldn't move past this certain part. And I was reading the previous scriptures. I was trying to find context clues. I was trying to work it, you know, however way I could. And at a surface level, I was like, okay, well, clearly this man, Ananias, he has a greed problem, right? The man is greedy. He's struggling with greed. And so there's that. Like, I don't, I didn't pick up anything else. And I was like starting to get a little irritated because I was like, I don't, that's not it. Like, that's not it because I still can't move past this part in the Bible. And God was like, I just felt God telling me like, look deeper. So I was like, all right, let's, let's slow down. Let's let this marinate. Let's meditate on it. And finally it clicked for me. And I was able to identify at a root level instead of a surface level, but at a root level that this man Ananias was not only dealing with greed, but his lack of belief in God providing resulted in him not only losing his life, but forfeiting his blessing. And the Holy Spirit began to develop me and develop this word to me. And I was in complete shock. I was like, wow, because I truly thought like, okay, no, this man was just greedy. But the Holy Spirit was walking with me through this and he was developing this to me and he was saying he was greedy because of his lack of belief in God providing. See, when we when we began to lose belief and when unbelief starts to conjure up within us, we start doing things that are just totally out of left field. We start moving out of alignment with God. We start getting impatient. We start trying to jump the gun. We start, you know, we start trying to take control of our own lives, take matters into our own hands. And ultimately, we end up messing our own selves up because we weren't patient enough and we didn't believe in God. And, and you know, the Lord was just speaking to me and he was telling me, your blessing, your blessing is too great to, to forfeit. Your anointing over your life is too great to forfeit and I just want to tell you guys do not allow your lack of belief to lead you into forfeiting the riches that God has for you and I'm not only talking about the tangible things or the materialistic things when I say riches but I'm talking about the spiritual things the emotional things the things that happen mentally because like I said in the first episode a lot of the battle that you experience when walking with Christ happens in your mindset and so the riches that God gives you is not only tangible things, but it's things like peace that surpasses all understanding, joy when you know and your circumstances show that you have no reason to be joyful, but you do because of God. When you have a sound mind, when all that's been happening previously is just your mind running rampant, 
So do not allow your lack of belief in God, your lack of belief that God will pull through to lead you into forfeiting what God has for you. And I believe that's why God had to check me on this, this unbelief that started to conjure up. I believe that's why he had to check me on that quickly, because oftentimes I feel like one of the attacks from the enemy is that when we're so close to the breakthrough, when we're so close to the promise, the enemy will try any way to distract us and to make us think that the promise is further away from us than we realize. When we're right on the brink of breakthrough, the enemy will try anything that he can to hinder us from walking through and into that breakthrough. So you better best believe he's going to try his best to make you make you doubt God and make you not believe that he is a man of his word. And um, I had seen this quote on social media and I was like, man, this is so good. Like, and I know that this was a word that I needed to give you guys because this whole week God has just been aligning things and he's just bringing things to my attention that just align with, you know, what I'm talking about. And so anyhow, the quote had said, do not listen to you in a hard spot. Tune into God's voice and his word. And how many times do we get into a hard spot and it's just a spiral of negative thoughts within our mind and we listen to ourselves and God when God brought me this quote he also brought back to my remembrance in his scripture and in his word when he says when he tells us to not lean on our own understanding this is what he's talking about and I love that when it comes to scripture and God's word and what he tells us it doesn't only apply to one specific area in our life and that's it no but God is so good and he's so great that his word applies to almost every area in our life and it can mean many different things and it can relate to many different situations that we go to I mean go through so when he tells us don't lean on your own understanding this is also what he's talking about when you get into a hard spot check the voices that you're listening to if you're listening to you don't do that don't do that if you're listening to your peers but your peers have nothing good to say and it's not of godly wisdom and it's not pushing you closer to god don't listen to them either even if it's your family look i know firsthand how hard it could be when it comes to your family's voices i love my family so much i'm not sitting here trying to diss them don't don't get me wrong i love them so much and i i they're the voice that i truly do value and God knows that God knows that I listen to their voice quite often. And, and can I be honest, sometimes I listen to their voice over God's voice. But God had to show me that I needed to check the voices that I'm hearing. I needed to check the voices that I'm I'm allowing to speak into my mind and speak over my life. And um, oh, my gosh, that's also this is not even a part of my notes that I'm taking down, but. Um, there was a sermon that I watched actually yesterday and in the sermon he had said God's whisper needs to be louder than anybody else's shout in your life and I've, I've slowly but surely been trying to work my way up into that point and I encourage you guys all to do the same where you you quiet down the voice of everybody else the voice of the enemy your own voice the voice of your family your friends sometimes it could be your significant other and magnify 
the whisper when God speaks to you, right? And so um, going into my next point that I had written down, God also showed me such a powerful, powerful thing. And he said to me, lack of belief allows the enemy to come in and not only deceive you, but it allows the enemy to come in and redefine who you believe God is. Now, let me let, let's take a moment here. You can believe in God all you want. You can believe that there is a God. But if you don't have a clear, a picture perfect, clear understanding of who the true and living God is, you can easily allow the enemy to come in and define who God is for you. And let me tell you, that definition is going to be so far away from the truth that you're going to be stuck in deception. So God was telling me, you need to get a clear picture of who I am and you need to be unmovable on that. You need to be unshakable so that when these storms and these trials and when when you get into these postures of frustration, when the enemy is trying to come in and tempt you and lie to you, you are so deeply rooted in me. You are so grounded in me and my word that that doesn't even phase you because you know who I am. You already know how I move. You already know that when I bless you, I bless you with abundantly more. You already know that it's within my perfect timing that all these things happen. You already know that I am a promise keeper. I'm a way maker when there is no way. And God was really developing this word in within me. And it was just marinating in my heart. And I was like, oh, Lord, I was like, let your words stay written on my heart and, and within my mind, because this is a reminder that I need to remind myself daily. And I encourage you guys to remind your guys yourselves this daily as well. And also, I wanted to bring forth and shed light on this theme that I had that I had noticed when it comes to the enemy, right? And one of his tactics in the Bible, we see when the enemy comes in and he tries to tempt, you know, God's people. He even tried, he even had the audacity to tempt Jesus, okay? And I just realized I said attempt. I meant to tempt Jesus. Sorry, y'all. Anyways, um, but I noticed that a common theme of the enemy's attacks is that he doesn't try to tempt us where he's like, oh, you should pick up that blunt. Oh, you should go drink. Well, maybe he does, but almost always I see that his attacks is rather he tries to just get us to start questioning God's word. For example, Adam and Eve in the garden, when he tempted Eve, he said, did God really say that? Did he really tell you that you can't eat from this tree? And that was that that starts to conjure up unbelief. Like I said, I I really do believe this is why God had to nip it in the bud and he had to check me on that quickly. Because if the enemy can get you to believe that God isn't going to be coming through for one little thing, that is just one doorway that he can come in. Now imagine if you didn't deal with that unbelief. That festers. That festers and the enemy is able fully able to use that to his disposal and God wanted me to point out to you guys that 
There is a clear difference between a lie and deception. A lie has no truth in it at all. That's a lie. But deception, deception is when the enemy takes a little bit of truth and turns it into a lie. And that's why I also just want to say that's why it's so important that we guard our hearts and we guard our minds. Because somebody can take a little bit of Jesus, but then twist it. And if we're not careful, we can believe that and we can slip into false beliefs. And so as I was going throughout this week and as I as God was developing this word for me, he also, y'all, he also had to bring me back to my own podcast, right? Because there was a part. There was this part in my little journey, if you will, in regards to this whole thing, where I had definitely forgot who God said he is. And so he had to humbly bring me back to my podcast. And it was like, it was like he was telling me, girl, how are you going to sit here and do a whole podcast on remembering who I am? And then right after that, you forget. Can I be honest with y'all? Can I be honest with y'all? Like I said, I am human, okay? I am not the perfect Christian. I forget. I slip up. All that stuff. But how many people are so grateful for his grace and his love? But it was like, he was really telling me like, girl, you just sat here and dang near preached a whole sermon about remembering and the power of remembrance. And then you go ahead and you forget. And I was like, ugh. Like it was very, I was like, oh, that's a little silly, a little silly of me, but he had to show me that I forgot who he was and he had to bring back to my remembrance, the power of remembrance. God is just so good. Right. And going into my last point, not believing causes you to go to outside sources, looking for solutions only God can give you y'all let's be real here when we for example right I'm gonna use an example um financially when we you know talking about our financial life when you don't believe that God is gonna pull through for you in your finances I feel like we oftentimes start to resort to our own answers getting an extra job, doing something that, you know, we know we shouldn't be doing to make money, making quick money, whatever the qu- whatever the case may be, right? We tend to go to outside sources. And the Lord had to bring back to my remembrance the scripture 1 Peter 5 through 5 verse 8 where he says that the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion looking to see who he can devour. See, when the enemy is watching you, he is observing you and he is waiting to see when your resolve starts to weaken. Especially, I feel like this is especially during a waiting period and right before a breakthrough or when you're waiting for a promise to be fulfilled or when you're waiting for, you know, your breakthrough to come. That waiting period is tough. It is it is no joke and it ain't for the week. I'm going to tell y'all now. It's not for the week, I truly believe. And so as he's as the enemy is watching you, 
through this waiting period, I truly believe that he's he's waiting to see the minute that your resolve begins to weaken because I feel like then he starts throwing more things at you and throwing more stress onto you and it starts to weaken your resolve more and more. And the minute that your resolve drops, the minute that your guard drops, you better best believe he is jumping on you. He is jumping to do anything that he can to come in and and do what he do best and just bring chaos. And, you know, as going back to uh, y'all, going back to, you know, what I mentioned earlier when it comes to my love life. I will say that the enemy definitely did this week tempt me with my past. And that is just people that I was, you know, in conversation with in the past, like in my past life, right before I came to Christ. And, you know, those people were really worldly, love them, love them, not speaking ill or speaking down on them. I truly do pray for everybody that I've ever encountered, you know, but they were still they they're still in the world right and the enemy had tempted me in a way where you know those people started coming back and I was like and I knew better right And, and this is where we really do have to know better and do better but I was sitting there reflecting and I was like lord I was like why are all these people coming back and it wasn't even romantically either it was like old friends old besties you know all of that I was like, Lord, why, what's going on? Why is all these people coming back? And I literally had to sit there and tighten up, I guess you could say. I know I've said it a lot in this podcast, but truly, I just felt like I had to tighten up. And I had to refuse to give in to the temptation that was right in front of me. And I had to choose God and his promises all over again. And I want to shed a quick light on this. And I I think I'm pretty sure I'm going to, this can be like its own episode, this topic. But when you're walking with Christ, it's an active decision. It's not one of those things, okay, okay, I choose Jesus and that's it. No, you have to choose God and his ways almost every day and within every decision within every thought process like you have to choose God actively and choose him over and over and over again I I don't believe that it's a one-time thing where you choose God like oh yeah like like how when you surrender your life right but then after that you know life continues and life can test you and then you take that you take back that surrender and you're trying to control your life all over again And I remember I did that. I had done that before. And God was like, girl, you can't sit here and be half in and half out. You can't sit here and play part-time Christian. You can't sit here and say you surrendered your life to me, but you only surrendered parts. Or you surrendered to me, but then you take it back the very next day. And he was just showing me like, no, you have to choose me over and over and over again and if and it's the best thing that I have ever done when I'm able to choose God instead of the temptation to choose God instead of the world and the things of this world it's such a beautiful thing and it strengthens you it truly does it strengthens you and not only does it does do that but it also deepens your root 
your roots in God. A lot of people have asked me, how do you strengthen your relationship with the Lord? How do you get closer to God? One of the ways is by actively choosing him over the world. Day in and day out, through every hour of the day, every minute, every second, choose him over the things in this world. That's how I have found myself growing stronger in the Lord, growing my roots deeper in him. And so, you know, after God had developed this word to me, I felt like there was a call to hold my own self accountable to be a better daughter to God, to be a better Christian, I guess you could say. But there was just this call to hold myself accountable to be better. And so I also want to encourage and and challenge you guys to hold yourself accountable to be better in your walk with God. Now, don't get me wrong. His grace is truly sufficient and we're not going to get it down in one go. And yes, there are going to be there is going to be moments where we slip up. And that is perfectly okay because God said that his grace is sufficient. It truly is. But as long as you're getting back up, you are repenting and you are actively seeking God and you are actively trying to change. Then you're going to be good. Right. But I challenge you as well as myself to continue on with the remainder of this week. Continue on choosing God. Continue on holding yourself accountable. And being fully devoted to God and God fearing, right? And in the book of Acts, it was Acts chapter 10, verse 2. It introduced a man named Cornelius. And it was so beautiful to me because when when the Bible introduced this man, they described him as a devout man who feared God along with his whole household. I don't know about y'all, but that is exactly how I want God to look at me. That is exactly how I want this world to look at me and see a devout woman of God who is God fearing and her whole household, her whole family is God fearing as well. That is what I strive to be. And so when I read that, that call to hold myself accountable and to be better, choose better, it just solidified for me. It truly did. And God also brought me, I, I also started beginning my read in Psalms and God brought me there. And in Psalms 1, verse 2 and 3, he gives us, I feel like, this guide on how to live life. And so in verse 2 and 3, it says, Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction and he meditates on it day and night. He is like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. And that stuck out to me because we are called to be deeply rooted in God. It says that and its leaf does not wither. And so that was just, like I said, extra solidification on me holding myself accountable and being better when it comes to walking with God. And in my Bible, y'all, little side note, I just got a new Bible and the Bible is called She Reads Truth. I really advise you guys to go and get a Bible. And for any of the males out there listening, try to find a Bible that, you know, it, it helps you learn 
you know, God's word deeper, like it involves devotionals or whatever the case may be, because for this Bible, um, that's called She Reads Truth, it gives you daily devotionals, it gives you a Bible plan for each book, and it also gives you timelines and maps and all these other great things, y'all. And even in the beginning of the Bible, before it jumps into the word, there's like this preface part where it shows you how to read the Bible. I thought that was so cool. I was like, oh my goodness. So if any of you guys don't have a Bible out there, or if you're new to walking with Christ, or if you're feeling encouraged to walk with Christ, I highly advise that you guys go ahead and invest in a Bible. I would really recommend the She Reads Truth Bible for all the girlies out there, because this truly is like, it's, taken my bible study to a deeper level they also have cross references when it shows you a bible plan and um you can be like for example you can be in the book of psalms and they'll cross reference it with whatever scripture there is like in the book of acts or colossians or john whatever the case may be and it's such a beautiful bible but anyway um going back into what i was saying um a part of the devotional that i had when i was reading for psalms it brought in the scripture Colossians 2 verse 6 through 7 and it says so then just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord continue to walk in him being rooted and built up in him and established in the faith just as you were taught and overflowing with gratitude y'all I just want to tell you guys to end this off Jesus paid too high of a price for us to live our life in a way with no regards to what he has done for us he paid too high of a price for us to just live anyway not and and i pray that this podcast you don't ever feel any condemnation that's not what i'm here to do i'm not here to judge you because who am i to judge But I pray that you truly see this as conviction and conviction in the best way possible. So I love you guys so much. I pray that this podcast has blessed you in some sort of way. I cannot wait to continue this journey with you guys. I I can't wait to see the fruitfulness that this brings forth. I love each and every one of you guys. Know that I am always praying over you guys. And if you guys have any prayer requests that you guys want me to pray over, please do not hesitate to reach out to me on my social media. I'm most active on my Instagram. But if you have any prayer requests, please do bring it forward. I have no problem praying over anything um, and everything. But I love you guys so much. I'm praying over y'all always. I pray God blesses you with the rest of your week. I pray that he blesses you with his grace and his favor and his love. I'll see you guys next Wednesday.